your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this Friday episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Um, guys, you know, clearly there are events transpiring of great importance right now. You know, sports are at the back front of our minds, you know, and I want to acknowledge that. But, you know, I hope that I can provide you some respite at this time. So thank you so much for joining. I really do um, appreciate it. Um, for this episode, you're just going to go over some more training camp stuff. You know, I watched the scrimmage on, um, I think it was... Tuesday, Wednesday, I think the episode that came out, I was on Tuesday that I was like, yeah, you know, they should stream the, the stream the scrimmage, you know, the next day they streamed it. So, you know, go over some thoughts from that. Penguins also had an intra-squad scrimmage today. Watch that. I'm going to give some thoughts on who I thought stood out with everything like that. So that'll, that'll be touched on. We'll also touch on some news around the league. You know, I saw some Corey Crawford news. He may be out indefinitely due to personal reasons. And the Stars had to have three games postponed because of their COVID outbreak. You know, just that, that was always bound to happen. I'm going to touch on that deeper into this episode. And then for the final segment, I think we're going to open up the mailbag and have some uh, mailbag listener questions. So that'll basically be today's episode. And then next week, we'll finally get the games going, have an episode Monday. Tuesday, we'll preview the game against Philadelphia. Then Wednesday, I'll probably have an episode after the game since it's a 5.30 game. The game will be in, in will be over by 8. Jeez, I cannot speak today. So I'll probably have an episode starting up right after 8 just to recap the game. And then, you know, just from there on out, you know, game recaps, have guests on during the season, talk about who's standing out, who played well, who didn't play well. Maybe we'll dump on Cody CC if he plays bad, which is probably going to happen. So we're really excited. The season's five days away. So let's just get right into it right now with some thoughts on the scrimmages. From the one from the other day, I thought Tristan Jari looked really sharp, was moving very great laterally, seeing the puck. Um, he made a couple of 10 bell saves on Jake Gensel. I mean, he was just robbing him left and right. Uh, I think he made a great save on Malkin, too. Um, the Zucker-Malkin-Russ line is probably going to be the best second line in the league, guys. Um, it would be very surprising to find a second line better than that. Um, they were just buzzing the entire scrimmage. Zucker had a really nice goal in the scrimmage. Um, if you listen to the Wednesday's episode with Jesse Marshall, he's predicting him to score on a 40-goal pace. It would not surprise me at all in the slightest if he does do that, just because, you know, even in that 15-game stint last season with the Penguins, 12 points, 15 games, and in the playoffs, two goals in the four games. He had no assists, but, you know, he just looked very comfortable right from the get-go from arriving from Minnesota, and I think you will see big things from Zucker this season. Um, I thought Russ looked great in the scrimmage, too. I'm just, and I, I know I said the whole line, but, you know, Russ himself looked great. Um, probably will not be a 30-goal scorer next year, but it wouldn't surprise me to see him be, you know, 20, 25 goals, 40, 45 points. I know he had 56 points in 55 games for the Penguins this past year. Not going to score at a point-per-game pace. Um, I just, you know, he was also the victim of a very high shooting percentage. I wouldn't shouldn't say victim, you know, the beneficiary of a very high shooting percentage. I think it was at like 15% or something like that. I would expect that to regress a bit down to maybe 10, 11%. You know, he's not going to, like I say, he's not going to be a 30 goal scorer this season. It, it would be awesome if he were, but, you know, just shooting at like 15, 16% again is just likely not going to happen. I still thought Sid looked a step slow. Again, you know, it's training camp, so I, I guess that's a, a bit to be expected, but I'm sure he'll be fine um, going into the season. Casey DeSmith also looked good. He was getting um, just barraged by the the, the uh, 
Penguins top line virtually all game. I mean, I think the game ended in what, like a two to one score or something like that, but he made into some nice 10 bell saves too. I thought he's looked good in that scrimmage. And even today too, I thought he was making some nice saves. Again, Jari looked great today as well. And also, you know, going to today, today's scrimmage, um, Evan Rodriguez um, had a nice goal, just a beautiful shot. You know, it's, they're going to give him a shot, I think, on that top line when the season starts on Wednesday of next week against the Flyers and probably on Friday too. See what he's made of. I mean, this is really his first chance, I think, to just really show the coaching staff and honestly a team in general like what he has because in Buffalo, he never really got that sh- uh, shot. I know he played one season, I think like 70 games, but, you know, he was also healthy scratch in some of those games. And then the rest of the time there, he just like hardly got any playing time at all. But, you know, it's good to see that they're actually seeing what they have in this player. You know, I don't really think Jim Rutherford wanted to trade him in that Kasperi Kapanen deal. He ended up doing it anyway. And then, of course, when Toronto didn't give him a qualifying offer, he just said, you know what, I'll just sign him on market for 700 k because, you know, he wants to see more of the player. And, you know, I wish he played in the playoff series. I really don't know why they had to play Patrick Marlowe or even Sam Lafferty for a game. I would have wanted to see Rodriguez. Um, a bit more. Honestly, I would have wanted to see him in each of those games. So, really nice goal from Rodriguez today. Um, one of the kids got in on the action. Um, Drew O'Connor actually got his first goal training camp. I think he was set up by Nathan McGarry. Uh, really nice setup from him. I think that was what gave Team Gold the one nothing lead. And I think who uh, scored to win the game or the scrimmage, I think it was Jared McCann, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, what a flow he has going right now. You know, he's really growing his hair out. You know, so is Brandon Tanev. So is Trista Tang. You know, the Penguins just have a team of flow. Right now, with all these players just having long hair, I guess they just wanted to grow it out during quarantine. But still, you know, I see Jared McCann get on the board, you know, even though it is training camp. Hopefully, he doesn't have a stretch during the season where he goes uh, goalless in his last 23 games or like one goal in his last 24 games or something like that. It was just so terrible to see. You know, I, I definitely think it impacted his confidence during that last season. And in case anyone wanted the Lions from today's scrimmage, um, Team Black, uh, the lineup was Gensel, Crosby, Rodriguez, McCann, Jankowski, Lafferty, Pulin, Goudreau, Angelo, uh, Zohorna was the um, extra forward on that team. Then for that defense, Pedersen, Marino, Matheson, CC, Joseph, and Menescalo, DeSmith started. And then for Team Gold, Zucker, Malkin, Russ, Tana, Blue, Sevier, O'Connor, Curry, Laguerre, Nolan as the extra forward, then Dumoulin, Latang, Rico, Larudo, Lee, and Trotman, Jari, and Diorio. So that was the lineup for today. I think Jari, most of the time, to Smith, most of the time, but then the backups did come in towards the later stages of their scrimmage. I wish I honestly had more to talk about from these scrimmages and more about this team from training camp. There is just honestly nothing out there. There's really no big training camp battles. You know who's going to be on the team opening night. I guess there is an update from Kasperi Kapin. I think he's going to be making his way to Pittsburgh tomorrow. Looks like they got the immigration thing um, settled, but he will have to quarantine for seven days before he is allowed to play, which means I think he will be out for the first at least two games of the season, perhaps three. He probably will not make his debut until Next weekend at the earliest, potentially the week, um, that week going into that, that next Monday uh, for the Penguins. So that's going to be a big loss. You know, like I said, you're going to see Evan Rodriguez on the top line, I would think, for the first two, three games. I don't know how many practices it's going to take for Kapanen to get up to speed. I would guess maybe two to three or something like that. But, you know, he's a good enough player um, where it should be able to work. But, you know, playing with Sidney Crosby is also no easy task. So, you know, it could be potentially be more. It just sucks, you know, as Jesse Marshall said on the podcast on Wednesday, you know, this is valuable time that he's missing because of these immigration issues, you know, that he's just 
going to be that much further behind when the season ultimately starts on Wednesday, and he's just not going to be here for that. So, yeah, it definitely sucks for him. And like I said, man, you know, I, I wish there was more training camp battles to talk about. You know what your top four on defense is going to look like. You know who your starting goaltender is going to be. You know what your top six is going to look like when everyone's healthy. We all know the big question marks for the team. I've been discussing that all offseason. I've been discussing it all week. Um, and you just, you know who the extras are going to be. So, I mean, I, I literally just have nothing for you. I mean, that, that's, that's the funny, the funny thing about it. The line rushes before the scrimmages today were the same. Gensel, Crosby, Rodriguez, Zucker, Malkin, Ross, McCann, Jankowski, Lafferty, Tanev, Luger, Sevier. Defense was the same. Rico, Rudo, Matheson, CC, Pedersen, Marino, Dumoulin, Tang, Jari. Um, apparently, Drew O'Connor rotated in on the fourth line. Um, so, yeah, I mean, these are going to be the lines, honestly, I would guess, going into their first game against Philadelphia, um, especially without Aston Reese. I think when Aston Reese comes back, you probably see Sam Lafferty be bumped out of the lineup. And then when Kapanen comes in, I would guess it's one of Rodriguez or Sevier that gets bumped out. I might guess it's that it's Sevier because I think they would run Gensel, Crosby, Kapanen, Zucker, Malkin, Russ, McCann, Jankowski, Rodriguez, and then um, Tanner, Bluger, Aston Reese, and then the defense would be the same. Um, that's basically what the lineups look like. So, yeah, I mean, that's basically it for this segment. I also thought Marino looked good at the scrimmage. Latang looks fine. Dumoulin looks great. You know, Latang is going to really benefit from having Dumoulin play for a full season. Knock on wood. Of course, hopefully he doesn't break his ankle again. Um, just because, you know, they, they form, I think, arguably one of the three best um, top pairings in the league. So you just, with how, what Latang does offensively and what Dumoulin does defensively in his own zone, how he can move the puck up the ice and take some of the stress off of Latang, they are just perfect for each other. And I'm really excited to see that pairing for a full 56 games. But before we do get to our next segment, it's time to talk about Bet Online. There's only one place that has you covered in one place we trust, betonline.ag. You can sign up today for a free account at that site and use the promo code locked on for your 50% off welcome bonus. You can do NFL games of the week. You can do the national championship for college football. Don't just sit on the sidelines anymore, guys. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% off welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So it's time to go around the league a bit uh, with some news. Um, first off, best wishes to Corey Crawford with the New Jersey Devils. Um, he's taking some time away from the team due to personal reasons. Hope everything is okay with him and that he's able to make um, a return whenever he feels like it and hope just whatever is bothering him and stuff like that is resolved as quickly as possible. Also, we had a, our first outbreak for COVID-19 in the NHL. Guys, this was always going to happen. It happened in the NFL. It happened in the MLB. It hasn't happened really well. It happens, It happened a little bit in the NBA, but not to this extent yet. Um, the Dallas Stars, basically six players and two staff members have tested positive for COVID-19. They have to have three games of theirs delayed. So I think the earliest that they can open their season is January 19th, which I believe is, if I can get the date right, um, 11 days from now. Um, I'm just going to go look at the calendar real quick to see when that day is. So um, n- not this coming Tuesday, but the following Tuesday is the earliest they can open their season. Again, guys, this was always, this was a formality. You know, you saw what happened with the Steelers. You know, two of their games had to be pushed back because teams had big COVID outbreaks. Of course, that's the Titans and the Ravens. There could have been one really bad this week with their playoff game with the Browns. As they, I've been, they've been ravaged with COVID-19. They're going to be without, I think, like seven or eight starters and their head coach for that game. Um, so that's, that's going to be interesting for the Steelers. And then 
you know, you saw it in baseball at the beginning of the season as some teams, I think the Marlins had a huge outbreak that went on for like a week or week and a half before they finally got it under control. And then I think they were mostly fine for the rest of the way. And then other teams were as well. So it was a formality. You just got to stop the spread. Hopefully these players, um, they recover as quickly as possible. And they are also able to make a full recovery. I'm honestly, Greg Wyszynski had a great tweet about it. You know, this is one reason why the NHL and the PA said are on the 56 game schedule. You know, they can reschedule, shift games. You know, they saw what happened in the NFL and the MLB. They knew what it was ahead for them. I know it is a bit early that this is happening. I know the NFL, some of the NFL's outbreaks didn't happen until week four, week six, week seven, you know, even week 13. But, you know, they still happen. The NFL got through it, and now they're in the playoffs, and they're only about, what, four or five weeks away now from Super Bowl Sunday. So they're very close to finishing their season. And then with baseball, too. They agreed with their season. They had some outbreaks with teams. They were able to get through it. They stopped the spread of it. And then going into the playoffs, I think it was mostly smooth sailing for that, thankfully, at least. And I think today with the Blue Jackets, um, Aaron Portsline came out with a tweet. I think there's like 17 players not practicing or something like that. I'm just going to try to find the tweet right now to make sure. Yeah, 17 players are out of training camp right now due to COVID-19 concerns. Um, I'm trying to find out which players there are. If I just go look at the story out on The Athletic, I, I, there was rumors that Max Domi was one of them. Uh, well, that, actually, there's the full list right now. Oliver Borkstrand, yeah, Max Domi, Nick Foligno, Nathan Gerby, uh, Mikhail Grigorenko, Boone Jenner, Miko Koivu, Alexander Texier for the defenseman, Del Zotto, Seth Jones, David Savard, Adam Clendenning. So, yeah, there's there's a ton of Blue Jackets missing practice. It's unknown that they tested positive, but it sounds like you know maybe they were close contacts with someone who did. I'm not really sure though, but you know, best wishes to all of them. Hopefully, they don't test positive for COVID-19, and that you know the Blue Jacket season doesn't have to be delayed either. But again, you know, it sucks that this is happening five days before the season is supposed to start. But also, you know, like I said, this was bound to happen at some point, like it did with the two other sports that came back. And I'm also sure, guys, that this is going to happen in the with the NBA at some point, too. There's going to be games that have to be postponed uh, due to the pandemic. It's just the world we live in right now, man. It's going to be like this probably well into this year. Honestly, maybe well into next year, potentially. I don't know when the vaccine is going to be widely, widely distributed. But, you know, it, it's going to be like this for a while now still, I would think. We just got to keep chugging along. I know we're going to beat this thing and that, you know, life will return to normal at some point. And hopefully there'll be, you know, fans packed into arenas, packed into all sporting events, stadiums and all that. And, you know, just back at concerts, eating out and everything. You know, just got to go one day at a time. And I think we will be back there um, at some point. And also, you know, some breaking news. Uh, Mike Sullivan has officially confirmed that Kasperi Kapan is arriving in Pittsburgh tomorrow. Um, apparently it will be at least a week, like I said, before he can participate. Uh, he will be tested on day one, day three, day five, and day seven. Um, also, Sullivan said he can't say for sure when Kapan will be game ready. He's going to introduce the team concepts virtually and evaluate Kapanen's fitness levels before making that decision. So, um, like I said, he's definitely not playing next week. Um, he may not even be playing into the next week after that. It, it might be a while before we see Kapanen on the ice. I would assume, though, guys... Uh, maybe by the fifth game of the regular season, you see him, maybe the sixth game or something like that. Who knows with Mike Sullivan, but you know, it sounds like he's not going to put him in the lineup until like, you know, he knows the system. He knows the the drills and the concepts and all that. And, and, you know, also he has to be fitness ready and all that. So still good news that Kaepernick is arriving in Pittsburgh tomorrow and that he'll be ready for, you know, some of the start of the season, but you know, he'll obviously be delayed by a few games. Well, I think that's basically it for this segment. Um, before we do get to the next segment though, before, um, I just want to touch on, please, if you guys are subscribed to the athletic, uh, go read Dom's, uh, preview for the Penguins. He's been doing all the previews for all the NHL teams. The Penguins one came out, um, the other day. 
Uh, he did a hell of a job just writing it for a guy who does not watch this team every day, like you know me and a bunch of the media members and you know all you guys as fans. Um, he did one hell of a job with it. You know, it's a lot of database, but he makes um, advanced stats and analytics very easy to understand. Um, you know, just a couple things about the the um, article that I wanted to share. Um, just for how bad Jack Johnson was this year, I, I really wanted to touch on that just because of how it affected the team so much. Um, so Cindy Crosby, we all know how great of a passer he is. You know, led the league last year by a wide margin, high danger passes, according to Dom, 5.5 per 60. But despite that, you know, a player in Jack Johnson actually tore Cindy Crosby down so bad that he had a 37% expected goals share rate with him on the ice with the worst actual goals rate and away from Jack Johnson, 57% expected goals and actual goals, his usual stuff. That is just how bad Jack Johnson was for this team. It is nearly impossible to bring down Sidney Crosby, arguably the best player in the world, to a level of 37% expected goals rate, but Jack freaking Johnson was able to do that. So a round of applause is here for Jack Johnson for just being so bad with the Penguins. Again, I will never forgive Jim Rutherford for that signing, and I think that will also be the last time that I talk about Jack Johnson, um, either before the season or, or during the season, unless he actually does something hilarious when the Penguins play the Rangers. And then I also wanted to talk on Evgeny Malkin season. I don't think uh, many people realize just how good Gino was this past season for the Penguins and why he's there's the potential that he could be just as good again. 74 points, 55 games. Um, at 5v5, guys, he had a 3.3 points per 60, according to Dom, that led the league. Sixth highest rate in the league since 2008. Um, he also had a 59% expected goal share, um, 3.28 expected goals for per 60, sixth highest mark in the league. Um, he ranks, he's very elite in entering the zone and exiting the zone. He is just absolutely lethal with that. And just basically guys, the, the summary of this, this little statement here, no one could really get the puck off Gino's stick this past season. And I don't really expect anyone to this season as well. I think we're going to see a big season from Gino. And then, um, last but not least, um, I, there is one big thing that I read about, uh, John Marino. Um, and this was, you know, uh, stingy team leading 1.88 expected goals against per 60 while he was on the ice. Um, only four other defensemen last season were better than that. So while he was on the ice, the team, he only allowed 1.88 expected goals against. Um, that is just how good defensively that he is and just shows that he was shutting down every player every line that came onto the ice he was just that freaking good for the penguins last season and you know he basically saved the defensive corpse and dom even wrote that um with this last sentence about talking about marino he single-handedly changed the entire complexion of the defense and it made it much more formidable with his play last season again guys i don't think you will find um five uh top fours in the league better than the penguins so i just wanted to touch on that with dom's preview again guys please go check it out on the athletic um they're very long but they're very detail oriented and they just he hits the nail on the head with everything he's saying even though he does not watch the team as much as some others do um he, he makes you think he does he's just that freaking good of a writer so please go check that out and coming up in the next segment i changed my mind on the mailbag thing um jeff sackoff mr game one announced his retirement um the other day uh seth rollball wrote a story about that we're going to go through that story and uh, look at some really nice quotes that he had to say and touch on a former penguin so stay tuned with us all right, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hody. So yes, um, backup goaltender Jeff Sackoff, Mr. Game 1 from 2016, has officially announced his retirement. Um, and it, uh, I remember that game like it was yesterday, man. Mark andre Fleury was, everyone was saying, oh, he's going to start. He's been practicing. Nope. 
He's not. Matt Murray, of course, is out still, I think, with the concussion symptoms. Jeff Zakoff, of all people, comes in. Everyone's like, oh, well, here we go. The Rangers are just going to take control of the series. But nope, Zakoff had better ideas. I think the Penguins won that game 5-2, if my memory serves me right. It was either 5-2 or 6-3. I know the Penguins put up a ton of goals in that game. But Zakoff was just unbelievable. That was also the game, I think, where Lundqvist had to leave because he got poked in the eye. Uh, maybe it was by one of his own teammates. I think it was actually Mark Stahl that did it, if I'm not mistaken. And then, of course, you know, Zakov started game two, but that was the game I think the Rangers beat them um, 5-2. Um, when talking to Seth Rawbaugh, he said, you know, it was accelerated by the pandemic. I had another year to go back to Germany. The season was cut short last year. There was no clear start date. There was a lot of proposed salary cuts, and it just came to a point where it wasn't really financially worthwhile for my family in terms of quarantining and all that stuff, and I just wanted to just call it a career. And thankfully, I did get it right. 35 saves on 37 shots in that 5-2 to two win um, against the New York Rangers in Game 1. I remember when the Penguins were doing all the champagne after they won the cup that year, you know, that they ended up chanting after the, we are the champions played Mr. Game one, Mr. Game one. And Jeff was just loving it because he was, well, you know, he, he was Mr. Game one because he started out the playoffs in style with that five to win. When Zakov was asked about that by Rohrbaugh, he said, you know, that's all right. That's a great memory. I have the stick that I used for that game. I have the putt game puck. I have some pictures from the game after the game. That will always be a special memory. Have a special place in my heart when I look back on my hockey career. It honestly should probably be his best memory outside of winning the Stanley Cup because that was, you know, that was their first win in the quest for 16 wins to lift the Stanley Cup for the first time since 2009. And he just, he pulled something out of his ass just to win that game. He was just that freaking good. That's basically it on the Jeff Zakoff front. Um, also, some breaking news in the Penguins community. Um, Hall of Famer broadcaster Mike Lang, who I think is the greatest hockey broadcaster of all time, he will not be starting the upcoming season in the radio booth out of abundance of caution during the pandemic. Um, you know, there's no surprise there with how old he is. Um, someone needs to get that legend a vaccine immediately. Um, obviously, I understand where he's coming from with this decision. His health and well-being is of the utmost importance. And if anyone disagrees with that, um, you're pretty weird. Um, in a statement on the Penguins official website, he says, I've decided to opt out at the start of the season after huddling with doctors about the course of COVID-19. They've suggested it probably is best to receive the vaccine before going back in the booth. Again, someone needs to get the legend the vaccine immediately. Um, Josh Getzoff will take over all radio play-by-play duties in Lake's absence. Um, teaming with Phil Bork on 105.9 X, and he will do that until Lang is cleared to return. Um, he said, you know, keep smiling like a butcher's dog. I'll see you soon. So, you know, can't wait till he returns. Um, they also said in the press release that he will, he's expected to make occasional phone in appearances during intermissions and other Penguins radio programming. So he won't be fully away from us, though. Um, he will not be calling the games to start the season. So, you know, best wishes to Mike. And I can't wait for his return whenever that will be. So that will do it for this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. Josh Getzoff does do a great job on the radio um, for the road games when Mike is not doing those because he hasn't traveled as much through the last couple of years. So um, he is next in line when Mike eventually retires. Um, he will be getting that job full time. Absolutely. He's, he, and he's really good at describing the game on the radio, too. So some of you guys don't want to watch the broadcast on 18C Sports Night with Steve Mears. Um, you guys can just listen to it with Josh Getzoff and Full Borky. Um, like I said, that would do it for this episode of Locked On Penguins Podcast. I really appreciate you guys listening to this episode, even though sports is just, you know, not important right now with what's going on in this country and all that. But I really do appreciate it. And next time we talk, you know, it'll be game week for the Penguins. So another episode coming up on Monday. Go Steelers. Hopefully they beat the Browns this weekend and hopefully, you know, they'll go to Buffalo next weekend so I can go troll one of my friends who's a big Bills fan. But anyways, hope you all have a great rest of your weekend and I will talk to you then.